welcome to With All My Heart, a podcast hosted by Joanna Kobernat, pastor's wife at Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. This podcast is designed to help ladies of all ages with the principles of the Word of God. In this podcast, we will explore what it means to love God with all our hearts. Through Bible lessons, we will discover how to deepen our relationship with the Lord and experience His love in a more personal way. As we journey together, let's open our hearts to the unchanging truths of God's Word. Good morning. Thank you for joining me again for another podcast, another week of With All My Heart. And I am so excited to be with you. I've been enjoying these days as a church family together. Of course, last Sunday was so exciting with that being the first day for the Russes here. And then Brother McManus joined us and he was here for Wednesday night. And I'm looking forward to these next few weeks together as a church family. Thank you for everyone who came out for the Ladies Fellowship last night. I always love being with you all and spending time together and I just wish that we could do more of it but I'm glad that we had that time together and I hope that uh, you all are doing well I hope that we're making a focus to search for the Lord with all of our hearts every single day and to point our families our children to point towards him in every relationship I recently was talking to someone and we were talking about the ministry we were talking about specifically um, some you know my husband's ministry and I just told this person I said you know our direction our desire is to never draw people to us, but it's always to point people to the Lord. And I hope that's the desire for all of us, that we live our lives to point other people to Jesus Christ. And I hope that we'll be aware of that. Well, it's something this time of year that puts me in a little bit of a nostalgic mode. Um, I think whenever I look back and I see the pictures of my children as they started the years of school before, I always take those um, every year, those shots on their first day of school. And it's just amazing to me how fast that the, uh, the years, the days are slipping by. I'm sure you've heard it too, but where they say that with little children especially, that the days are long, but the years are short. And I know you all, so many of you that have already raised your families, you've told me that, enjoy it. You said, soak up the moments because they'll be gone so quickly. And I'm seeing that play out in front of my very eyes. My Lacey especially, of course my twins, they're growing and developing in so many ways, but Lacey especially has grown so much physically this summer. I think she's passed me up by a couple inches and that's all happened just over the summertime and she's growing so fast and really they all are. But sometimes there's just these moments that are snapshots and you look at them and you think they have changed so much in such a short period of time. And then for me, um, it's quickly followed up with, am I doing the most that I can? Am I seizing the moments? Are we making those memories as a family? I'm sure you've seen them too and they tear my nerves up every time I watch one of those little clips about children growing up so quickly or I see a reminder where it talks about that we have 18 summers, 18 Christmas vacations, um, 18 birthdays with them, just and then they're gone. They're grown and out of our homes. And of course, I hope that our family unit stays bonded so much farther beyond that, and I look forward to welcoming others into it as they get older. But still, it doesn't change the fact that their young adulthood, their, um, their childhood, the baby time, it's just slipping away. And I was thinking about that verse. It brought to mind the verse that God gave us in um, James chapter number four and verse number 14. I was reminded when it says, whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, and then it vanisheth away. 
And, you know, I thought in some ways I feel like that my children, we have five children, of course, and I feel like that those baby days, those toddler days, they've just vanished. They're just gone. Little Micah this week, he's been dressing himself for a little while. He's three and a half, but he still has trouble with buttons. And last Sunday, he was trying to put his shirt on, and I was trying to help him, and he kind of pulled away from me, and he said, Mom, I'm three and a half. I can do it by myself. And I thought, what happened to the little baby boy that just wanted to snuggle in my arms and wanted me to do everything for him? But those moments, they pass so quickly. And I was reading in Psalms, again, kind of just mulling over that thought and thinking about that this week. And I was reading in Psalms chapter 90 a couple days ago. And I read the verse in verse number 9 where it says, For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. And then here's this. We spend our years as a tale that is told. And then I read down into verse number 12. It says, So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. And I couldn't help but think in reading that verse verse when it says, We spend our years as a tale that is told that we all have a story. We each have a story that we are writing. Most of you know this already. I think you were here in the spring whenever we gave out the books that I wrote of lessons of that I had learned from the life of my mother. And you know the story. My mom died of cancer when she was 58. And of course, it was a very difficult time for us. But through those years and even just shortly following it, God began to bring back the principles, the values, the things that she had taught me. And I started to write them down. Even though my girls, my children, my son will never know their Grammy, I want them to know what her life was all about. Her life had a story. And as you read that book, I'm sure it'll come across to you. Sometimes I felt kind of repetitive because her life was lived over and over of faithfulness to her Lord, loving and serving others and living for her family. That's really could just sum up everything. She did it in the easy times and she did it in the hard times. And she had a story that she wrote with her life. Were there some difficult chapters? Absolutely. Were there some days that she would have said she failed? And she probably did. She was human just like we are. But yet the story that she wrote, when I looked back on her life, yes, I remember those hard times, but I remembered her to continue to keep getting up. And I'm writing a story with my life. I know what I want my story to say. I know that I want it to say that I love the Lord, that she loved the Lord with all of her heart, and that she genuinely tried to live for Him. That's what I want it to say. I want it to say that I lived for my children and I lived for my family, that I held up the arms of my husband as he did his best to minister to you all. That's what I want it to say. But am I really living that out every single day? My children know and my family know, you all that know me well enough, you know whether I'm really truly living that or not. But I get to write a story with my life, and you do too. So I see that in these verses, I see the reminder that is given that we are writing a story with our lives. The second thing I see is that there is a responsibility of a choice to be made. The Bible says that we spend our years as a tale that is told. You know, I love it that God gave us the choice. Over and over in His Word, God gives us the choice. He doesn't make us robots. He could have, but He didn't make us robots. He, want us to, he wants us to choose Him. He wants us to choose to do right. But we, I'm reminded that we have a choice to make. Are we going to spend our years, our days, or are we going to invest them? And I couldn't help but think about the story of my grandmother, my Mama Brown, my dad's mother. And she grew up very, very, very poor. There's so many stories I could tell that I learned from her. And honestly, hearing those stories really shaped my outlook in many ways. It gave me a great um, appreciation for things in life. And I'll never forget my grandmother, even at the end of her life, 
we would take her to Wendy's to get a chocolate frosty, and she would absolutely love every bite of that frosty. She would sit and she would savor it. And you know it's because that inside that little old lady that we saw on the outside, there was still deep inside, there was a little girl who was the daughter of a coal miner that grew up in the shacks and the shanties on the sides of the mountains, all over the mountains of West Virginia as her dad went from coal mine to coal mine. She was one of 13 children. I heard the stories about how the flu came through and several children died in it. And I heard the stories about how my grandmother never took anything for granted. But I also remember the story, it was so heartbreaking, of the year that they got to go to the fair. And that was a huge deal. They didn't get to do much of anything for entertainment and certainly not much of anything that cost money. But it was a big deal that each of the children were given a nickel to spend. And my grandmother told about how she looked at that nickel and she looked at it in her palm and she thought about what she wanted to spend it on. And she was at the fair and there was lots of treats that she could get. There was lots of entertainment things that she could go to see and she looked at that nickel and she knew she had one nickel that she could spend and she tried to decide what she was going to spend that nickel on. When she saw an advertisement, it says, come meet Queenie Queen, the mother with the most babies. Well, if there was anything that my grandmother loved, my grandmother loved little babies. And in her little girl mind, she thought, what could be more incredible than seeing a mother with lots of babies? So she took her nickel and she paid it. And she went in, I guess, behind a curtain or inside a booth, I'm not sure. And she got up close and there was like this big enclosure, this board that she had to look over. She got closer and she peeked over the wall. And I can't even hardly tell it because I have a aversion to this myself, but down inside there was a big old snake with lots of little baby snakes crawling all over it. And my grandmother told about how she quickly jerked her head away and she ran out of the tent because there was nothing in this world that she hated more than snakes. But the nickel was no longer in her hand, it was gone. And you know, with our lives, we have such a responsibility with what we spend our priorities on. Are we spend just spending our days? Are we just spending our years? Or are we investing it? And we have a choice. Are we going to invest it in eternity? Are we going to invest it in the lives of the lost? Are we going to invest it in our families? I was recently speaking with someone and I reminded them that our time is our biggest commodity. And who are we giving away the most of our time to? Yes, we all have obligations. We all have jobs. We all have things that fill up our days. But who really gets our focus? Who really gets our priority? Who really gets the most of us? Are we investing it in what's important? So I see the responsibility of the choice to be made. Are we spending or are we investing our lives and our time? And then I see number three, the recognizing or the realization of our need for God's help. Down into verse number 12, it says, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. I see a plea, and this is where I'm at, because quite honestly, and I know, I've talked to enough of you to know, I know we get overwhelmed with all the responsibilities that we have. And we need wisdom. We need wisdom to sort through the different philosophies that come our way. Are we basing them on the word? We need wisdom to know how to balance our schedules. And I see a plea, Lord, teach me. And I can honestly say every day, I'm like, Lord, please teach me. Please teach me your ways. Please teach me your wisdom so I can impart them to, to others. We have to realize we can do nothing on our own. We have to realize in verse, in Proverbs 30, or excuse me, not, it's in Proverbs, it says, a wise woman buildeth her house, 
And I thought so often that if we're going to build something, we're going to have to do it on purpose. I've never, I'll talk more about that verse in another lesson that we have, but a, a, nobody has ever built anything by accident. We're going to have to build on purpose. And then I want to remind you, we do have one story to tell, but we can always start a new chapter. If you're like me, there's been a few bad days. There's been a few chapters that I'd like to remove completely out of my book, but I can't. But you know what? When we come to the Lord and we give our plea to Him for Him to help us, He can take those chapters. And just as I was thinking back over my mom's life, and I really remembered some rough times that she went through, but I remembered a constant reaching out for the Lord, and He can take those times. So as I think back over the last year, I have to ask myself, what were my priorities? Who were the people that I invested most in? What principles did I teach my children? Not with my mouth, but with my life, with my actions. Did I have a plan for my family? Did I have a plan to keep them faithful to the house of God? Did I have a plan to teach them the Bible? Did I have a plan to teach them character? Did I have a plan for organization and structure and to teach them and train them? Did I take the time to praise the Lord? What did we do? What memories did we make over this last year? And then I have to ask myself, what story am I writing today? You know, as moms, sometimes we're writing on the books of our, the little lives that we have responsibility over. That's such a sobering thought. Our lives, and I thought about this, and I'm sure you've seen it too, but our lives are so much more than a Facebook post. They're so much more than a staged Instagram photo. I've seen the picture, I loved it. It was a lady recently, and she, was, she posted beautiful centerpieces on her table. But she said, I want to show you the truth behind every, maybe not every, but most beautiful stage centerpieces on my dining room table. And then she panned the camera over and she showed the boxes that were in the corner or she showed the dishes in the kitchen that weren't done yet. And you know, our children, they don't just live on our Instagram feed. They don't just see our Facebook posts. They see our stories. They see our lives. And I don't think that a Facebook feed or an Instagram post or any other social media outlet is ever really going to have the true lasting investment that a life lived for Jesus Christ and a life lived for others does. So what are we writing today? You know, I thought my mom, I don't know that she ever even really heard the word social media. She might have. She died in 2010. I know she was rarely on the internet. She loved it if I would hop on there and order something for her. She was very intrigued by it. We were just getting started with some of that online shopping and now that's about all I do. But mom never made a single social media post. She never made a Facebook post. She never had a follower. She never received a like or a love. She never had that outpouring of verbal support. She influenced a community. I know she influenced seven lives. She influenced a ministry for the Lord Jesus Christ because she lived her life out. And I'll never forget driving away from that cemetery on that cold January day in 2010. And she was 58 years old and there was every part of me, my fleshly part, I wanted to say, Lord, this isn't right. This is so wrong. Why did she have to die so early? She had so many things that she could have impacted us with. But there was a still small voice inside of me and deep in my heart. As wrong as it was, there was still something so right about it. Because she had lived her life, she had invested her life and her fruits continue to live on. Even though her story, her, the last chapter was closed in her story of her life, it has continued to influence us. And when I look at my brothers and my sisters, and I look at the ladies that she influenced on, her presence still lingers on. 
So we do. We live our lives as a tale that is told. We spend our years as a tale that is told. So teach us to number our days. Take account of your life today. Think about where you're spending your time. What has your focus? What has your priority? And you know, if we will go back to seeking the Lord with all of our hearts, if we will come to Him and say, Lord, would you please help us? We need your wisdom. We need your ways. He will. And He will help us. And there might be a few bad chapters we need to close. But He'll even rewrite them for us. And we too can have a story that will linger on and that will invest in the lives of others. Thank you so much for joining us this day. Thank you for letting me share my heart with you. And I pray that you'll have a wonderful week. Please seek the Lord this week. And we'll look forward to being together again next week. Thank you for listening to With All My Heart, a ladies devotional podcast with Joanna Coburnett. We hope that you have been encouraged and challenged to deepen your love for Christ and be more like Him today. God loves us and we should love Him in return. Until next time, keep seeking Him with all your heart.